What's going on, man? Welcome to the show, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Independent Artist Hour here. This is the second one I've been doing right now. Pretty Boy CT, your guy put me on from St. John's. What's going on? Nothing much. This is music shit in the lab every day, every night. Working hard? Yeah, mixtape coming soon. Light is in the sky, music video coming soon. So make sure y'all stay on the lookout for that. NPR, that's your latest single? Yeah. NPR, yeah. money, power, respect. Like the locks. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Locks, like like pop smoke, like you feel me? I feel like there's a couple people that got that title, but it's like it's the principle that a lot of people live by, you feel me? So that's crazy, but Cinderella, I think, is your number one song. I don't know, understand why it, radio DJs haven't taken notice of it. Should be in the rotation as well as NPR. Those, if someone were to ask me, what do you think are your two radio hits? I would say those are the two. Cinderella and Lighters. MP and NPR. Oh, NPR. Yeah, Cinderella is definitely that song, bro. Like, I'm probably about to uh, re-release that or whatever. Um, I might get like a big feature on that or I might just like do some crazy video. That's why the video didn't drop yet, but like I'm trying to I'm trying to do it big for that song, bro. Like the biggest thing I've ever done for any song, I definitely want it to be that song, bro. Cause like you said, bro, like that's a song that's about to get niggas out. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna go crazy. I saw that you have a, a Boston Red Sox hoodie on. Is that where you're from? You're from Boston. Oh yeah, this hoodie I got on right now though. This is uh me and my boy's brand, like he originally oh, okay. started it. Shout out to my boy CJ. Um, you can follow him on all platforms at uh, CJ Israel or whatever. But this is BME. Um, it stands for Black Matches Everything Clothing. And then it's also uh, Bitches Money, etc. The lifestyle. <laughs> but um, yeah, we do a lot of things for Boston um, because like this is where like we're all from. So like we want our clothes to like kind of be tied into the city like we want the clothes to be like a representation of the city if that makes sense mm -hmm. i get what you're saying i want to know your life story of growing up in boston and how rap became an influence to you and what you wanted to do this as a career word i'm happy i'm here right now too like just growing up like my dad like my dad i could definitely say put me on the music like just from the day i can remember him always just like freestyling and encouraging me to freestyle. And then um, like, that's where like my knowledge for music comes from. Like I know, like I probably know more old school artists than like your average like kid my age or whatever. And like, I can just recite all of that shit. Like from the fashion, like, yo, when I first came into ninth grade, like I was stuck in the nineties, like wearing the Tims, the baggy <laughs> jeans. I thought I was like Tupac and Juice or something like that. But, um like football was always life for me but then like like i said like from the history of my dad as soon as i got in high school like all the kids like was like damn you could rap or whatever if football don't work like you could do this this music so then like ever since that day and shout out to my boy pd pd uh he's the one that told me that i got a song with pd on the way too um shout out pd shout out vts but um yeah he was just like yo if, if football don't work you can make it in music and then like I made my first song like going into football practice. So I went into football practice. I played my first song. Like the feedback was crazy, and like it was just the encouragement I needed. And like once, like everyone was like vibing to my music. I was like, oh, like I could do this. So then like it just made motivated me to keep going. So like I definitely say like my friends, 
and my pops are like the reason why I like make music. In the lifestyle, like football, bro, like I played some college ball and shit like that. And, and it's a commitment. Like I'm not even gonna lie. It's a commitment. So I can imagine the commitment like as a pro athlete. So then like this rap lifestyle though, like even though like I'm passionate, so it doesn't feel like work. So like when I'm in the studio and all that stuff, like it just comes natural, it's easy for me. But like I can make music and I could like party and get lit and I could floss and drip out and all that stuff. Like I'm trying to be a rapper, you feel me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's interesting that you originally were the 90s kid and then you were able to transition. When were you able to break that barrier into actually accepting a new generation? Because I'm someone that, as you can see behind me, I have all these 90s hip hop pictures on the wall. I tend to go for that 90s style all the time, but I give a platform to artists who actually respect the culture and understand what the real hip hop is. And that, and you're perfect here for the show here today because you you said that you grew up on it and you were stuck on it in high school. Wait, you just want, so you want me to talk about like 90s rap? Or when you broke the barrier into accepting the new rap that's out here. Oh, yeah, that is interesting too. Cause like before I was making songs, I was freestyling. And then like, I just put on any beat from any era. So I was definitely like, like, and I feel like that helps me now, like be versatile because versatile because I was rapping like 90s flows. I could sing too. Like I fuck with the melodies heavy. Mm. I feel like I broke into like a new wave of rap like like i'm gonna keep it a i'm gonna be honest like that little era when like uzi and all the soundcloud rappers came out like i feel like that's like what kind of influenced me to like start making my first song that i put out because i like was into music like when i was dancing before i started rapping like and i was like the same feeling I wanted to give back to other people so I'm like yo when I make music I want people like I want my music to move you like I want like you can't help yourself but like move a little bit like when my music comes on so I like to say lit like I give off that lit vibe and so I categorize my music even though it's changing now like I'm doing a lot of stuff now like serious conscious stuff pain lit melodic singing like even like um like soca type, like reggae type beats. Like I'm even playing around with that now. But I would definitely say like that mumble rap era is when I like transitioned or whatever. Because I also knew there that it was like less about um, what you were talking about in that era. I feel like real music's coming back. But like when that first happened, I was like, hey, like I just need a crazy beat, you know that shit. I be freestyling so I don't have to write. Even though I was writing and like, I be freestyling everything now, but like, I was just like, I don't really gotta like be too lyrical or whatever. And like, for the most part, like you listen to my music, like it's kind of like, it's kind of catchy. Most of my songs are like catchy and like, like off rip. As soon as the beat drop, like I'm trying to get your attention. NPR, that's the one that's catchy to me. That's why I said that's one of the, the radio hits. Same with Cinderella. There's something about those hooks. And when you start going with the melodies, that's what should be on the radio. And I can hear that you have that inspiration from Lil Uzi Vert. I mean, I used to listen to him a little bit in high school, a little bit. I mean, I'm tapped into what the young kids do out here, of course. But, you know, I, at the end of the day, I want the young artists out here to recognize where the greatness came from, from that 90s and 80s style when oh, rappers man. were actually competitive. And, you know, you throw some drill rapper on, on a beat, a 90s beat, they, they can't flow with it every time. 
And it's crazy because it's not, it gets to the point where you have to split you guys up into different genres because some of you guys don't even know how to rap. That's the thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like some of these rappers can't even like freestyle. And like, I look at like dudes like Buster, like for example, Buster said like, you can't be the greatest MC of all time if you had help with your pen. That's, That's true. A lot of these new artists, like, yo, shout out my boy Tosh. Like, he made the beat for NPR, Cinderella, and every song I have. Shout out that man. He made the beat for Pop Smoke, What You Know About Love. I know you heard that song. Mm -hmm. And he from Boston, too. Fucking, but, um, like, yeah, some of these so-called rappers, like, can't even freestyle. Like, if you get help with your pen, me being around these dudes, like, there's writers. Like, for real, for real. Like, some of these rappers really have writers. And, like, some of these rappers were writers before they were rappers. So, like, that's one thing. And then, like, being versatile and all that stuff. Like, I know in the golden era of hip-hop, like, creativity was huge. Mm -hmm. And, like, like you said, competitive competitiveness and being different from, like, other people. And that's just one thing that's just, like, washed now. I feel like it's coming back. But, like, I feel like everyone's trying to be, like, safe. You don't want to do too much out of the lane of what rap is today. Like, so I definitely agree with you on that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you on that. You're, you're different. I mean, you're someone that could help bridge the gap between the artists that you even collaborate with in the future, because I'm sure, you know, the way you're moving, you'll probably move to greater things soon. And especially in the Boston scene, because there's not, there's probably a lot of artists out there that just don't get exposure. I've had a few Boston artists on my show, independent Clarko, a few other ones say cool shout out to them. You guys have a great independent movement out there, but I mean, if, if you guys got some more spotlight, I mean, Millie's is like one of your biggest artists right now out of Boston who's starting to make some noise. Yeah. Boston is definitely underrated. It's just like, it's like, a lost city when it comes to music because like there's mad stuff in boston like boston's number one in a lot of stuff like we could talk about sports we could talk about healthcare, college all that type of stuff but like music is just one of those things like there needs to be more unity amongst the people in boston for that to really i feel like take off but like there's a lot of politics in boston like like there's a lot of politics but like what people might not know is that Boston has mad people in the game behind the scenes. Like producers, like, yo, like I just told you about my boy Tosh, like shout out my boy, like Dark Boy and all of them. Like we got dudes in the city that are making beats for Uzi, Drake, Pop Smoke, like literally all the artists that y'all can think of, like they get their beats from Boston. I can't make this up. Um, managers, like I know like Machine Gun Kelly's manager, like shout out to Irv, he's from Boston. like, like. I think Favi manager, I don't even want to say that, but like, I just remember when I was in the studio one time, like it was a dude there like that was making the connections to get my boy from Boston on a song with Favi. So like, there's just mad people behind the scenes. And then we also got the OGs, like I'm in Roxbury, like New Edition and Bobby um, Brown and them is not too far from me. Like, so it's definitely like, it's definitely a lot of talent in Boston, and I think it's getting better. Like, like I said, I think everything is getting better. The music, the scene, all that stuff, just people like using their brain. <laughs> like, <laughs> shit, we have tools that we need to use to like, like, let's be like Atlanta. You feel me? I Why, wish did you I get? Why do you think Atlanta 
is so popping and how do you think in ways Boston can follow that trend and be able to put you guys back on the map? Because you guys got legendary artists from there. And I mean, it, I, I don't know if you want to call Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark, a legendary artist, but I mean, as far as actors and entertainers go, he put Boston on the map. I seen some crazy shit about Mark Wahlberg. I'm not even going to lie. Like, yo, if you Google this man, like he has a whole page of on hate, on hate crimes. I did see that, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like a rapper. Yeah, bro. Marky Mark, you feel me? He was like trying to be a sex symbol and stuff. He definitely like put Boston on the map or whatever. He put the other side of Boston on the map. That makes sense. <laughs> he did. There's, 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 there's two sides to, to Boston. You hear a lot about racism and then you hear about the other side of Boston, which there isn't any racism, which... Boston has an interesting story. And like I, like you said, as well as I did, it doesn't get enough spotlight. I think Boston has an interesting story that isn't told enough. And yeah, like, um, just because you said that, like, I want to put some spotlight. I can't think of her name right now, but like, I'm sure people viewing this definitely know who she is. But a young girl just was like lynched in Boston, bro. I can't make this up. Like, and bro, the news is not even covering the story. Like, this shocks me. Like, I never thought I would be alive when stuff like this happens, but it probably happens more than you think and just gets pushed under the rug. Cause like, I was talking to my grandmother, bro. And she was like, a girl died. And I was like, did you know what really happened? And she didn't even know. And I'm just like, how does everyone in the world not know about like this story? And they're still like investigating and stuff. But like that racism stuff, me too. And like a lot of my boys could say it too. We never like really experienced racism unless it just went over our head. But like, like the part of Boston I'm from is mostly black people. <laughs> <It's>, but <laughs> I didn't even go to school in Boston though. Like I went to school in Boston, my high school, I was out. And like, like, like I could say like racism up here in the North for the most part, like what I've seen and experienced is just like, like maybe somebody like prejudging you or assuming like stereotypes and stuff like that it's like yo the racist people up here i guess wear suits if that makes sense like mm -hmm. like it's not as in your face like i don't have no crazy story of racism <laughs> no, no, nobody in my family does either in boston they're masqueraded in a police uniform or they're white collar oh yo one time though when i was in high school bro this kid wore like a fucking this is right when all like the police brutality and like all those cops killings like really first sparked off on the internet and this motherfucker wore a cop hat to school bro <laughs> he was bold <laughs> i went to a mo i went to a mostly white school but like i love a lot of people in that town bro but like he was just one of those like what do you call it bad seeds like mm. he 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 was trying to do something and then like when those make america great again hats oh came, god i had to like question myself i used to be like if you wear that hat, does that make you racist? Like, even though it doesn't, but I'm just like, damn, like, the hat represents, like, a dude that's, like, racist. So, that's, like, the, about the only shit, like, white people here don't get too crazy. It, that's a good thing, but, you know, there's definitely some snakes in the grass as they are everywhere. Did you hear about the law in Florida that was passed, that if someone records a police officer committing police brutality that they can go to jail? I mean, I think that's what needs to happen, bro. Like, I feel like acts like that and like that dude, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Chauvin? Ch like, oh, Derek, I think it's Chauvin, I think. Chauvin, like, I feel like that needs to happen because like the police is a gang. 
the police is a gang, like, whether they're right or wrong, they all stick by each other. But, like, showing that there's consequences as a cop, I feel like, puts the pressure on cops to be good, to do their job and shit, instead of, like, kick something under the rug. Like, even though, like, like some of them dudes, like, even though they knew it was wrong to kill George Floyd and all that stuff, like, some of them cops was keeping their mouth closed and not saying nothing instead of speaking out against, like, that shit was wrong, but, like, I definitely think that's a good direction to go into. Like, I feel like the police, they need to, like, cut some of their funding and, like, just show the people that, like, the police are not invincible. I agree with that. Did you think George Floyd's murderer was going to get off at one point? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely thought he was going to get off because, like, like everybody else got off. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I thought it was about to. I thought he was about to get off, to be honest. But I'm happy, like, like everyone's happy that that happened to that dude. But no matter what, it can't bring George Floyd back. So it's just like, it's like, yeah, he went to jail. But it's just like, am I wrong for like? You feel me? If he was black, they would have probably gave him the chair or something, like something, bro. Like, but damn, I just bit my lip. <laughs> but yeah, like, I definitely. I definitely, I did not think he was gonna, I, I, I thought he was gonna beat that case, bro. Mm -hmm. I thought so too, as you said before, everyone gets off. It's insane, let's let's hope that this bill that they passed doesn't go through because I don't think people who are recording officers commit police, police brutality should have to face punishment because that, that should be caught on camera if, if the police are doing that. Because like, that shit is crazy, bro. Like some of these cops be like, and like, bro, this is like, they making it look bad for the good cops. Like, yeah. some of these cops just make it look bad for the good cops. And then like, bro, like, some of these cops, bro, when they pull you over, when these motherfuckers are telling you what to do, you just say like, only if you knew this person before yeah. they was a cop. <laughs> <laughs> or actually the bill was passed. I said, let's not hope it was passed. I heard it was, so. Hopefully it gets reversed is the, the correct terminology because that's just ridiculous. It's, it's, getting, it's getting bad down there in Florida, I'm telling you. Yo, people in Florida are wild. I fuck with Florida. I'm trying to go to the yams. <laughs> yo, Florida, yo, they be turning up. Like, Florida people is just different. Different mindset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yo, like, it's like Florida people is born with, like, a gene that says, like, fuck it. You feel me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, they tapped, but I fuck with Florida heavy. Let's get back to your music career. What was the first song that you wrote that you were confident that this is this is what the path that you were heading on, which you are right now, and heading into the singles that you created, as well as the mixtape on the way? The first single I dropped was on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. Fucking, and it's still up there too. It's called FOMF. Fuck out my face. Um, that shit was lit, bro. I remember when I first dropped that, like, my school went crazy. They played my song at prom. That's, that was lit. They played my song at prom. Every single party, they still do that. But prom, all the parties, like, I was lit. But I feel like that, like, that first song put me in my bag because the feedback, I, like, everybody was fucking with the song. So I was like, I right, bet I'm about to stay in this lane. I'm about to make this type of music. But then, like, as I started progressing and all that, like, people would be like, yo, I hear, I hear your voice. I can hear it. Like, you feel me? start getting melodic and then like going with the times and all that stuff like a lot of more melodic music is coming out and then like you like 
you like you just listening to all this stuff like i'm not even gonna lie bro my ev my my evolution came from just being in the studio playing with the mic like literally like i didn't know how my voice could sound until i like really tested it out on the mic and i feel like my sound is changing like how you talked about the cinderella song like people's like yo this is the best song you made so then I'm making more songs on that type of vibe. And Cinderella doesn't sound like the first song I dropped. It's way more melodic. So I'm definitely way more melodic as an artist now. And you'll definitely hear that on my mixtape. But like, I'm always gonna be lit. So that's why I like to combine the two. I'm still gonna drop them hard songs like NPR and stuff like that. But then I just like fuck with music. So like I have some drill songs um, I don't, I want to play with some Detroit beats too, but like, I like to rap my own way on those beats. I don't like to sound like nobody on those beats. So like, yeah, like that's just how my sound evolves. So definitely look out for the melodies on the tape when it comes to. We're going to be creating Boston drill. We have the Brooklyn drill, the UK drill, Chicago drill. I can't forget about Chicago. They were the originators, but. It don't sound nothing like New York drill. I'm going to keep it down. <laughs> like, Good. It sounds different then. Like I could, I, I, I groove more with like like New York drill, and I'm closer to New York. I personally like it more. But when I was a little kid, like I was definitely vibing with Chicago drill. I didn't know Boston drill was a thing. I thought like, I thought Boston drill just was like, like I didn't think it was a new sound. Just like people from Boston doing drill is considered Boston drill. That's all I thought it was. I'm like, looking forward to hearing that Boston drill. Yeah. It's gonna sound different. Yeah, like, bro, the drill music that I'm doing, though, is just, like, it's not your typical, like, hard, like, drill music. Like, it's more, like, sam like, I like to play with the samples. And, like, I like melodic drill. I like, um, I was in the studio last night. She was, like, nostalgic. That's the word I was looking for, like, nostalgic drill. Like, it gives you that, like, vibe. But then, like, the bass line and the 808s just makes everything lit. Like, that's what I like. Like, it's calm at first, and then out of nowhere, that shit just get mad lit. Yeah, so, you, you'd be the first one to break that out on the scene. Is there other artists tapping in with a, with this Boston drill, or are you the first one, you think? Um, I definitely heard, like, I feel like the world, or especially, like, East Coast, up north, people in general are trying to do drill. Like, I don't think I'm going to be the first one to I know I'm not going to be the first one to do drill in Boston, like. Like ever since Pop Smoke in New York and all them did drill, like bro, there's a lot of people just trying to like do what they do. Mm -hmm. So like, as soon as drill, like when Pop Smoke and them came out, like I heard mad people just trying to do drill and shit like that. That's how but, hip hop's changed. Look at back in the day, Tupac didn't sound like the East Coast and Snoop Dogg sound, didn't sound like the East Coast. That's the problem is that when there's a trend in hip hop, the whole country, even even probably the whole world, tries to follow that one trend. That's why we don't have any more differences in people that like stick out. Social media and shit. And yeah. Like, <laughs> like I not even on like music. Like everyone tries to like like every people be scared. Like even in fighting and all that stuff. Like someone is quick to pull out their phone. So like like people just try to like not do too much and just act the same. Like they don't want to be the outcast. Like. I seen that shit too many times, like, and that's just not me. I never been that type of person, so that annoys me. Like when I see like people not trying to break out and like be an individual, like, yo, you doing this music because everyone else is doing this music. You're not trying to do that music because like 
everyone else is not really rocking with that music. Even though you can make that shit your own and you can make it better, but like you trying to play it safe and just do what everybody else is doing. And then you're making it harder for yourself because everybody's doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're competing with more people. Crazy. That's why it's best to create your own sound and stick to your own lane pretty much. Nah, for real, for real. Like, definitely stick to your own style, create your own lane. Like, because in the end, like, people, your fans is going to fuck with you for you. Like, if you doing drill or whatever, like, I'm pretty sure, like, some of the people only fuck with, like, New York rappers because they associated with, like, Pop Smoke and Fabi. Instead of, like, people really, like, liking their music, for them, they listening to it for the person that's on the song or, like, because they close to that other person. Like, that's how I feel. They're the two figureheads, and the rest are just emulating copycats. And, you know, pretty much. It's not like they don't make good music, but it's you got to give it back to the creators. Pop Smoke and Favi made it hot. Yeah, and that's why Smooth L took off. He was the first dude I heard being melodic on drill beats. Like, mm-hmm. And then as soon as he did that, he was like the, he took off. He he tried to be different. Like everybody else trying to be in, everybody else is not as tough as they make themselves seem. Like, yo, everybody on the song is a gangster. <laughs> everybody's a shooter. Like everybody gets girls. Like, come on, bro. I know these dudes in real life. Like a lot of these dudes did not even get girls before they was rapping. And a lot of these dudes rapping are not signed or nobody. So like. They still don't get girls. <laughs> no y'all in real life. Like you was never getting girls. You was never dripped out. Like that's not even you. But on a song, bro, like <laughs> you bro, there's like a list of things you need to talk about the way they make it seem. You gotta talk oh. about drip. You gotta talk about bitches. You gotta talk about killing niggas. You feel me? Uh, rap and, and rap has allowed this. This is just the new culture of rap. If this was the 90s, I mean, you did have Vanilla Ice, but, you know, at least they would be hip-checked a little bit because they people like Arsenio Hall had Vanilla Ice on his show, and it questioned them. We don't think you're from the streets. Yeah, he definitely was an industry player. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I feel like they tried to do the same stuff. Like, I feel like it's getting more watered down and desensitized. Like, look at a person like... I don't want to say his name, but like, dude was able to snitch and come home and have a music career. Uh huh. I know you're talking about the rat. Yeah. So it's just like, it's not as like thorough as it was back in the day. Like, I mean, it definitely, I guess, creates a opportunity for more people to make music. And then that's the thing, bro. Like, I was watch. I be watching Wallow a lot. Like, um, million dollars worth of game. And he was just like, yo, there's eight billion people in the world fucking i mean like at least a million of them is gonna fuck with you for you so like like that just goes to show like you don't have to like be like everybody else and then i did the math the other day with one of my homies i forget who it was but they was just like i don't know the exact numbers but like if you have a certain amount of followers and it was under it was under like a a million followers or it was like under even a hundred thousand followers i think and you sell merch to those followers, bro. Like, you can get rich, bro. So it's just like, if you make music for you and your audience, bro, and they really fuck with you, like, look at Cardi, bro. Cardi got a cult fan base. He don't even make music, and they still gonna go crazy for him because they really fuck with him. So if, like, people was just doing shit for them and their audience, bro, like, that's what makes them loyal. They only fuck with you because of your music. <laughs> mm-hmm.
Like, so you don't have to, like, do all that other stuff. And you can still be a rich man, bro, off of your music and your fans, bro. Like, this mad artist, like, bro, you don't hear about, like, you hear about mad artists getting into street stuff that are still, that are rapping and all that stuff. But then you hear about, like, dudes like Lil Tecca and, like, all of them that don't get into no drama. And you're like, why is that? Because they know they lame. Like, they not trying to be nobody else. Like, Tekka, like, Tekka got, like, the little nerd look and all that stuff. Like, he's cool with that. Like, and he's still getting bitches. <laughs> he did it his own way. It's his own lane. That's what you're doing here. And what if there's something that you could say to, to the fan base that you're building right now off of Instagram and SoundCloud what is something that you can let them know about yourself and what is going to be your own lane? Um, can you repeat that one more time, bro? My fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something that you can let your fan base that is growing right now off of Instagram and SoundCloud know what is going to be Pretty Boy CT's lane. My lane is always going to remain lit. You feel me? I came in the game lit. I'm going to stay lit. I'm going to die lit. You feel me? Fucking, um... But I'm also gonna be opening up more like on my music, like letting y'all know who I am as a person, the real me, where I came from, my history, my past. Um, and then just like, like I talk about my reality. So like, I'm not gonna lie, like I've been traveling a lot. Like life is pretty lit right now. Like I kind of like do what I want. I'm not where I wanna be, but I still do what I wanna do. And so, like, I talk about that, like, my reality is just, like, what I see, like, not right now, but, like, I be amongst bitches, littiness, you feel me, always vibing, like, I really smoke or whatever, I was trying to link my boy to, I was trying to have one sparked for this interview, but it is what it is, <laughs> I just finished uh, doing something for my grandma anyways, but, like, that's basically like bro i'm about to you can expect my truth you feel me expect my truth and like it's lit mm -hmm. could we expect you to go against the grain let's say for one song maybe on one of your projects albums or mixtapes whatever you do in the future to try a 90s beat a, a 90s is it per se boom bat beat oh a 90s beat um i mean you could definitely like you definitely like um i feel like if I'm on like a radio station or something like that and they want me to freestyle on one of those type of beats, like you'll definitely see me freestyle on one because I'm not ducking from no freestyle. <laughs> and then, um, I definitely could go against the grain. I could definitely do that. Um, you got to do it all the time, but once. I try to tell artists that they say that they love the old school Go, try it once and they're just they just not they're just not having it. And I, I want to see someone that actually respects that old school because you you were engaged in it up until high school and the freshman you still are but you broke the mold and then you eventually understood the, the mumble rap game now the trap the drill you've you've studied all subgenres of hip-hop so i'm curious if you would break that genre that that's per se like genre but that barrier one time for your album to let your fans know i can really rap if you want to see me <laughs> nah yeah and you know i feel like this stuff like that didn't juice world do stuff like that like he kind of not even i'm gonna tell you right now i did not listen to Ju juice world's discography like that i only heard lucid dreams i was not tuned in because here's the thing i hear i heard lucid dreams there's gonna he sounds like everything else on the radio so if i i so my expectations are if i hear juice world and that's that song that i hear on the radio 
I'm not gonna feel like going back because it's gonna be oh his whole playlist sounds like that. I could probably be wrong. You could probably tell me right now his playlist yeah. wasn't like that, and I wouldn't be surprised. But that's Ooh. probably why I wasn't tuned in too much. Oh, nobody tuned in right now as a Juice World fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> RB Juice though, but um. Yeah. Yeah, bro, y'all could definitely expect me to do something like that. I was gonna say. Hey, y'all better reach out to that man, Tosh. Tell him to make me some boom bat beats. You feel me? He makes all my beats, bro. We Shaq and Kobe, you feel me, Dre and Snoop. So, like, every beat I'm spitting on is, right now, is coming from Tosh or whatever. Like, so y'all could definitely expect me to, like, do some some boom bap. I'm going to need an OG on the song, though. I'm going to need, like, they don't even know who I'm talking about. I might need, like, meth on there. You feel me? Meth and meth. I might need. Right, yeah. <laughs> Like, yo, like, they don't even know Black Moon. I might need Buckshot Shorty on there. Joey Badass yeah. has a song with Buckshot Shorty. But, like, yeah, bro, y'all could definitely expect me to do something for the one time. Maybe a couple times. Maybe yeah, You should definitely okay. try to link with Ed OG and the Bulldogs. Ed OG is, he's he's one of the figureheads of Boston of that old school sound. Yeah, I'm def definitely got to tap in with him. Definitely got to tap in with him. But, like, besides Boom Bap, you can expect to hear me like doing like some reggae soca type, like okay, not even yeah. changing my voice, but like that type of beat behind my voice. Um, like, yo, I can do pop too. I can do pop too. Do I always pop. wanted to try, bro. Y'all gonna laugh at me, whoever watching this, but bro, I always wanted to remix one of my songs into an EDM song or like make an EDM song. No bull. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's like that Sway Lee lane. Like I feel like, like Sway Lee's music is like he can do pop, like that Spider Man shit he did, the Sunflower John. Like I could do that type of stuff too. And then um, like I'm not really fucking with the country. I I don't even like really listen to country music. Oh no, no one. You don't need to. It's trust me. That's better off somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I could do a remix, bro. You feel me? The country, the country rap took off. I feel like the the rock rap took off. Like, what are the other genres to? I felt the dude, the Uno Dos Tres dude, he did like some Mexican shit or whatever. I'm trying to think of like other lanes that you can incorporate like hip hop with, that could like take off. Like, what's the next subgenre of hip hop? That's a good question. I couldn't even tell you. I mean, it's especially with the you have some good innovators in this generation at the same time you have a lot of vultures who don't know what they're doing they're just copying everyone on social media so it's difficult to say if there's going to be someone that innovative to create a new genre of hip-hop but i'm curious and seems though you're thinking of some and i think you could probably come up with something because a lot of these artists out and watch you'll get pissed off because you'll come up with something and you'll all of a sudden you'll have 30 other artists in the game back in my flow <laughs> back in my whole shit bro but nah, I mean, yo, I was talking about that yesterday with my boy, too. It was just like, that's like, I'm 50-50 with that. Like, half of me is like, damn, like, niggas is like, stealing and biting my style. But then half of me is like, I influence somebody to do something, to like, strive for something. And it just goes to show my influence. So, it's like two birds, one stone. Like, I'm, it don't matter. It's going to happen. It's gonna happen. I already seen it happening, you feel me? Niggas start rapping, everybody started rapping, all that stuff. But like, it's low key, like, bro, a lot of people from our communities, though, like, it's like hoop or rap, you feel me? Mm -hmm. So, 
it is what it is. Everyone tries to be a celebrity. Rapping's not meant for everyone. Just the same thing as I don't think radio is meant for everyone. Everyone and their mother has a podcast nowadays. I mean, disgusting. I had to go to school and earn a degree in broadcast journalism and everyone and their mother thinks they're a broadcaster. Give me a break. You know what I mean? You really have to be invested in it, invest in your craft and what you're doing right now. You're just starting out now because, you know, it's, you're someone that I can, you know, see right through and it's a hundred percent legit. You grew up on the nineties. You understand both sides of the ball. You want to create a new subgenre of rap. You recognize that social media is taking over the game in so many ways in which artists just copy everyone's style. It takes off right away. So you you understand the industry already, and now it's just all about making your name out there and putting Boston back on the map sure. for young artists, especially. There's a lot of talented young artists coming out of Boston. I think people should 100% put Boston under the microscope because they're missing out. You got to start looking for that young talent. DJs, DJs aren't even DJs anymore because the. I mean, it's not even the, about what the, how they play the music and which they don't even mix and scratch anymore. Like that gets on my nerves to a point. But what about breaking out that new artist? Because if you're gonna play the music, play the new artist. That's my gripe. Because a DJ, you're supposed to introduce new artists to the world. You're supposed to tap in and say, "Hmm, who's the upcoming talent?" I mean, I'm doing yeah, it. I'm the mix DJ DJ at Hot 97 and, and Power 105 doing it. I mean, what's up? But they're getting paid by these record labels to play garbage, and that's not it's not fair for everyone. Bro, see, everybody don't even know that, bro. Like, I was talking to my boy about that yesterday, too. Like, the people in the spotlight, bro, there's money behind that machine. Like, mm -hmm. the only reason that person is in your face is because they paid to be in your face. Like, like you said, bro, you know who's really real and who's really not. Like, like bro, this whole radio, even on Apple and Spotify, bro, like, they be paying for their picture to be front and center and all that type of shit. Like, that shit is lame. Oh, 100%. I understand, it, I understand it. Boston DJs, bro, we need to bring the mixtapes back. Oh, yeah. That would help you guys out, too. I mean, the mixtape wave went away because now we no longer have hard copies of anything. I still, hey, I'd, st I'd still love to go and buy a mixtape CD from a DJ or just go find one at my a local variety store or, or bodega that the, I used to live by when I was living in my, my old town growing up. You know, that was hip hop to me, buying those CDs, getting those CDs, those singles that no one even had first. And that's how hip hop has changed in so many ways. Nah, that's a fact. Um, but I was saying like, like putting out like, or not even uh, mixtapes, like playlists on um like some of the streaming platforms youtube i could you could create a, a playlist on youtube and put up and coming talent i i might start doing that actually i might do that are you do you have visuals on youtube because i'll add you to it i need your instagram and everything because i know it was set up through through uh, your friend through saint john's i gotta i'll be dropping the interview on on instagram asap tomorrow too Shout out that boy Hefe. But um yeah, I got some content on YouTube. But I was just out there um in New York not too long ago um filming a music video. I'm about to I'm about to take over YouTube this year. Yeah, good, good. Get the content out there. That's the main thing, is a lot of these artists don't have internet presence and you're just starting out. You've been doing it for a few years, like you said in high school and probably even before then, but the the internet presence is what really matters for an artist you build up your portfolio on youtube and all these other social media platforms get out there as much as you can that's when maybe these machine labels will take notice but you know i'm tapped in way before to what other artists are doing because that's what i do i have so many independent artists that i need to have on the show and i just been so backed up with the regular interviews that i do and 
you know, I'll be doing more of these independent ones. And, you know, you were the second one of the main ones because I did the, the call to all artists in February of artists, you know, tap in. If you got some talent, hit me up. I had some that were good. And then I had some ones that were just, you know, this is just someone fronting for the gram. Um, yeah. You aren't someone that's doing that because we, we'd see you doing that. And I don't even have your Instagram account to see that. I just went straight off of what you had on, on iTunes and what your, your, your friend at St. John's told me. It's, it's crazy, but you know, keep doing what you're doing and you have a mixtape on the way. When is this mixtape dropping again for the people who may be tuning in late or if they just want to hear it again on the playback? Um, so there's no official date on the mixtape right now, mm -hmm. but y'all can expect a single called uh, Brothers Different Mother next Tuesday. Okay. All platforms, you feel me? This is more of like a deeper song. Like I was talking about earlier, like I'm talking about my truth. I'm talking about my past. Um, I'm talking about like my homies. It's a pain beat. It's not a, even a lit type of beat. Like it has a fast tempo, but it's a pain beat. And I'm really like melodic on it. Like I'm really singing and like showing my voice on this one. Fire. So you look out for that. Um, mixtape definitely dropping this year. No official date on it yet, but, um, y'all can expect at least two visuals next month. I'm going to say that. And then um, you can find me on all platforms at Pretty Boy CT. Boy with an I, not a Y. <laughs> <laughs> hey, make sure you go check them out. You're going to have some summer anthems too, I'm sure. Hell yeah. Know that. Mm -hmm. so it's only getting bigger and better, bro. Bigger mm -hmm. and better. I get to get into the sports talk now. I saw that you got, you got the hoodie on. You're from Boston. I'm assuming that you're a Red Sox fan, football, poly Patriot fan. It's it, which is in all fairness, at least you're not a bandwagon. You're actually from the place. Yeah. And I'm going to say for basketball, you're a Celtic guy. Um, I, so I love all my hometown teams. That's number one. I'm always support and root for my team, but my favorite player in the NBA is LeBron. So I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm still a Celtics fan at the same okay. time. <laughs> You know I, mean? I, I respect it. Paths, if that makes sense. I hope they don't cross paths. And whoever is in the finals, that's who I want to win. Celtics or the uh, Lakers. Football, um, definitely a Patriots fan. Um, my God, we just need a quarterback. I, I was happy when we got Cam, too. I was real happy. You got Mac Jones drafted in the draft last week, I saw, from Alabama. I wanted the other kid from Ohio. Oh, Justin Fields. Yeah. I wanted Justin Fields, but um, we'll see. We'll see how he do. He he got he had the top receivers in college. The dude from Alabama, so yeah, he did. That's why I was I was, was all weary on him. He didn't have much. He had all the. It's like a pro football team around him, but for real, you know, maybe a pro quarterback. But at the same, all time, his receivers got drafted before him, right? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> like yo, uh, they did. Heisman on his team, Heisman winner on his team, like, but baseball. I'm not even gonna lie, yo. I never made it past T-ball, like. So me and baseball, like, <laughs> I'm not even really a baseball head, but I'm Red Sox. Like, that's the only fitted cap I'm gonna buy. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Baseball, I played T-ball as well, and uh, I, I found it, it boring to play. I'll tell you that. <laughs> never made it to baseball. I failed T-ball. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's. You know, it, like, when I was playing T-ball, yo, that's when Bow Wow was out. My parents always talk about it, but I used to, like, be, like, Harlem shaking in the fucking dirt while I was out there. <laughs> like, yeah, light, like, 
the ball be done rolled past me, bro. I'm like playing with a bug or some dirt on the ground. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was not there for, for baseball, bro. Like, yeah, I'd be sitting in the outfield. I was, apparently, I was sitting down in the outfield when I played T ball. It's boring. It's too much. I have a certain dedication to play baseball or even watch it. You know, I've grown to be a, ded- a dedicated baseball fan as a watcher. And it's, you know, I, that didn't start till late middle school, high school. I enjoy it, but I get where, you know, some people will say it's boring. You got to have a strong watch span for baseball. You got to have that attention span. For real, and that patience. Yeah, patience is key. Because, man, I get mad fidgety. (laughs) Yeah, just sitting there, and it's it's a long game. It's a long game. You have a lot of time on your hands. You got (laughs) to tune in. That's why, like, I only really vibed with football and basketball i didn't even play soccer i played soccer but i quit yeah same i didn't i quit soccer i didn't like it and there's certain sports the only yeah i love basketball when i was younger i i even played golf when i was younger i just couldn't i couldn't baseball it's a lot of waiting around a lot of waiting around you said you played golf when you was younger yep like how old I would say I played from the age of when I was in either first grade. So what is that? Six all the way up until when I was in eighth grade. So I'm going to say maybe 13. I was good at golf. Like I could have really took taken that far, but I lost my mentor because he moved to a different state. He moved down south. And that's when my game went, it went down because when you lose your mentor like that, and then you try working with someone else that isn't the same. They have you changing up your swing and you lose your confidence. And it went all the way downhill from there. And, you know, that's when I really started getting into basketball. And, you know, that's when eventually in college, you know, you wake up, everyone has the, the dream to be a basketball player, especially when you go to a university that's basketball based and everyone thinks they're a star. It's like, you got to wake up and find that other passion. And that's what I'm doing here with radio and DJing and music and all this stuff that we're doing, we're doing now. And you found your passion with music and that's a good thing. And that's the thing, bro. A lot of people, like a lot of people don't even know what their purpose is. Like T.I. said it. He was like, yo, at least he's, he's talking about black kids, but he was just like, like everyone has a purpose. He was like, unfortunately, like, like 90% of them think it's like to rap, <laughs> to be a rapper. <laughs> and he's just like, he was like, which is kind of true. Like if people like explored outside of like the norm and like got out their comfort zone, like you never know what you could really be in love with, what your true calling is. Like, you feel me? Like you talking about you was golfing at six years old. Like that, I didn't even like, what? I don't know yeah. nobody who golfed when they was six years old, where I'm from. And I bet if it was introduced to people, like when they was younger, like more people would have done it. That's yeah. the thing too. That's what I want to do too. Like, like that's what I definitely want to do for my community, bro. Like, I just want to introduce mad stuff to like the kids at a young age. Cause mm-hmm. like, bro, if I was introduced to music and all that stuff at a young age, like, would I even have liked football or whatever? Mm-hmm. It's yo, I'm it, doing an interview, bro. Can I call you back? My fault. All right. This nigga Makai, say what up, Makai. <laughs> What's going on? That's Kazo. I'm gonna call you right back. <laughs> Oh man, what what position did you play in, for football? I didn't ask you that before. Running back, linebacker. Do I got a picture over here? Yo, I'm about to. All right, yo, give me. I'm about to get this picture right here. Running back and linebacker. Running That's... back, linebacker, and in college I played strong safety. Strong safety. That's 
Those are three positions right there that you play. Which one would you say if you were to go pro that you would play? Oh, it would be your designated position. Like the position I want to play and prefer to play is running back because like I'm a flashy like dude and like offense is flashy. You get to make people miss. I love that. I love being in the end zone. That's my favorite thing in the world. But Derrick Henry. With my speed and my my body build, like realistically, if I went to the league, like I would be on defense. Like I'm taller than most running backs. Like I'm six one, and then um like long linky arms and all that stuff. Like I don't got a lot of weight on me. Like so, if I was to like just muscle up real quick right now and put on some weight, like I would look like like a Cam Chancellor. <laughs> but yo, you feel me? Running back. Here we go. That's history right there. That's you when you're playing football when you're younger. Shout out to everybody in this picture, too. These are my dogs. My boy, I'm right here. I'm right here. You feel me? Cheesing and whatever. But bro, before my page was like music, bro, my whole page is just pictures of me playing football, bro. Videos, all that. Now, either on defense, did you ever stiff arm anyone? Or even as a running back, you can stiff arm someone. Well, Defense, it's more you truck someone, but that stiff arming for a running back, do you ever have any one of those highlight plays? Yeah, bro. Yeah. My last crazy one that I remember was in prep school. Like, I was really trying to do this football. So, like, I went to prep school, like, before college and all that stuff. And then um, I had a mean stiff arm. He was playing UNE. Um, and then, like, I had two good stiff arms that year. The one in UNE, I caught the screen, bro. And, like, bro, he had me tackled and everything. Like, he had his arms wrapped around me. And it was like one of them stiff arms, like a muscle memory stiff arm, because like it just naturally happened. I naturally just like stiffed on him, bro. And like he fell to the dude, that video is on YouTube too. If you Bridgeton Academy um like hype video, I'm number twenty one. Like the video of me stiff arming this dude is on there. And then like I didn't did it all though, bro. I was working out since I was eight years old. Like I was one of those. Crazy. Like my dad had me out there working out at eight years old. <laughs> like <laughs> while everybody else is coloring, you feel me? Like But you I, were working out. That's a that bro got feet like this, bro. My feet is untouchable. Nobody, no rapper has better feet than me. No rapper wanna play seven on sevens passing league with me. <laughs> you feel me? Oh uh, but I didn't do it all, bro. Be, when I'm on defense, bro, I'm I be cracking. I'll be cracking niggas. No bullshit. Like, they Crazy. changed the rules though. Like, bro, back in the days, you could like just be looking at someone and then just run straight at them. Mm -hmm. But now that's targeting or like ball be in the air, you kill somebody or um, your man got the ball, he's running and you're blocking for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, I used to love that, bro. And now, bro, it's illegal. They throwing that flag. Yeah, oh, you, anything that you do in the NFL now, you know the ref is throwing that flag. It's it's going to become a touch sport soon, just a, a touch football. Once you're touched, that's your, that means you're stopped. That's where the play stops right there. Them boys is so much faster now. Like, I feel like, like, because the 40 time, bro, like, I remember Chris Johnson was the only person to run a 4-2. CJ2K. Every single year, somebody runs a 4-2 now. I know. <laughs> He's not the fastest dude in the league no more. Like, Ross. <laughs> All them dudes, like, bro, the linebackers are sick, like, are the size of safeties now in the speed of running backs, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, look at um the DN. What's his name? Davion Clowney. Yo, that boy is a freak, yo. He ran a 4-5, and that man is, like, 6-6, six, six, 
almost 300 pounds and he's running a four or five. He's faster than me. Like, <laughs> like what? How am I about to run from him? Yeah. That's why I can't play running back in the league. Like, it's crazy, man. Like, the, how, how things have changed in football. It's insane. It really is crazy. I love it, though. I love yeah. it. League's changed, and you know, you're in your own league now, right now, a hip hop. You're doing your thing. You're creating your own lane, and we're going to be looking forward to the mixtape. You got the new single dropping next week. Tuesday. CT Tuesdays. CT Tuesdays. And me? there we have it. Pretty boy CT, I want to thank you for coming on the show for an interview. Yo, appreciate Since you've been so real and genuine, you know, you got to come back on. Once you drop the mixtape, I'll give you that interview 100%, man. You, My word is bond. And your friend from St. John's has been on. He's been on my case for a while now to get you on the show. I know I've been I've been busy with other things, but I've been busy with just all these independent artists out here. You know, I got to get on that with giving you guys the interviews. I've been so busy with my own schedule, especially with the station and graduation coming up. And, you know, we'll be working on we'll be working on getting your mixtape into the rotation, your singles and then upcoming interviews happening. You know, let's let's wish the videos to be a success as well. Maybe they reach world star hip hop. You get that repost, you get that recognition that you deserve. I need million views, million view videos only. That's what I need. Million views, yeah. And this is, I'll be announcing the, the interview here tonight, either tonight or tomorrow, and I'm going to be dropping the video. I'll at you in it. And what's your at? So I know, I know as well. So, you know, I can t tag you in it. At Pretty Boy CT. Pretty Boy CT. Okay, there we go. And I got, I got, I got your stuff pulled up on Apple Music. It's just the social media thing sometimes it can be tricky. All right, Pretty and, Boy CT. Um, B-O-I, not B-O-Y. My page look like this, if y'all. All right, let me see. Let me see. I got you right now. Let me follow you right now. Let me see. But nah, bro. Thank you so much for having me on, bro. No doubt. Let me see, pretty boy. Let me see. All right. I got you. Yeah, I just hit you on the gram. You'll get tagged in it. I should have made the flyer, but you know, I didn't have your Instagram. I should have asked, you know, your friend from St. John's. That's and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get it up there, though. All counts is that, you, that you, we did the interview. You, we were on the YouTube channel, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, and that, that'll be dropping today. So I'm going to, as soon as we end the interview, I'm going to do the, the everything, the description. It's going to be on there. I'll send you the link, and people can tune in if they didn't tune in live. No, yeah. <laughs> I had to get that little clip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. I thank you for coming on the show here today. Independent Artist Spotlight with DJ Mad Max, a part of Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Of course, Pretty Boy CT. Make sure you check him out. He's straight out of Boston. Make sure you get that Boston Spotlight. Take care. Stay safe, man. We'll be in touch. Be easy, gang. Yeah.